This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season five entitled Mindset for Execution. We have been on such an incredible journey so far this season, hearing from leaders and influencers from so many different spectrums. Um, And then what I'm most excited about having the opportunity two episodes ago to dive in with Dr. Terry Linhart, one of our performance coaches here at the Selking Performance Group, to discuss the exciting virtual performance coaching program that we are launching here. Um, selecting participants on April 29th, um, but really diving in the month of May and then going over a five-month journey of performance coaching, which is going to include group coaching sessions, one-on-one coaching sessions, and then a live event here in South Bend, Indiana during football season. And yes, price does include a game ticket to a Notre Dame game. Um, And just excited to be able to bring together elite performers, professionals from across the country who all have a similar desire to take their game to another level, right? To start to think differently, to get a jump start, to reset their mindset, to to take who they are and what they do to a new level, right? And because here at the Selking Performance Group, we're really all about helping individuals, teams, and organizations understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence. And that's from the locker room to the boardroom, right? So from the sports space to the business space. But the reality of it is that expends extensively to the classroom, to the living room, uh, to the community centers that that, that we're touching. And so wherever you are, whatever phase of your journey you're in, if you want a group of accountability partners, a group of other professionals that are going to help hold you accountable, that are going to encourage you, and performance coaches that are going to come alongside of you to just expand your ways of thinking and understanding about yourself, um, about this world, and about your role in this world, then shoot me a message, amber at selkingperformance.com, and just let me know that you're interested, and I'll send you more information to see if, if this could be the right fit for you and the right cohort. So we'll be having more of these in the future. And part of my and my team's heart and intent with this is really get the right mix of people as well, not just a hodgepodge of random people, but really people that we believe um, are the right fit for where, where you are in your journeys and in your development. So again, reach out, Amber at Selkin Performance Group um, and Amber at SelkinPerformance.com and let me know if you're interested in that. I don't want to spend too much more time talking because what I really want to dive into is today's guest, which is Mike Wilcox, who will be with us in just a moment. But Mike is the chairman and CEO of Wilcox Financial and Wilcox Sport Management, which is really um, a diversified financial services and planning firm. And they're committed to establishing and maintaining long-term relationships with their clients. They, they just have an incredible heart and mission and sense of purpose and are just amazing people. Um, I've had the extreme fortune of knowing Mike for almost 10 years now, and our relationship has continued continued to grow and to evolve as friends, as colleagues, um, 
and you know, standing on the sidelines and Notre Dame football games together, you couldn't ask for a better human being that has done such incredible work in his life. I mean, wait till I read you his bio. It's it's staggering, really. And I'm not going to get into too much of it because I, I want him to tell you more about his journey. But but Mike is this amazing man who has this incredible life story. But listen, he's done so many things. I mean, he's he's knowledgeable and trustworthy, but he's personable and passionate. And you get that. I mean, you just get that sense when you have this interaction with Mike, whether you're a billionaire or, you know, some high school graduate. I mean, shoot, when I first met him, I was a college graduate and I shook his hand and, and uh, you know, said, great to meet you, sir. I'd, I'd love to ask you questions. And he was so hospitable, gave me his business card and was so excited to be a part of it. Um, but he founded Wilcox Financial in 1982 and he's directly served his clients in 39 states and 12 countries as a registered investment advisor. But more than that, he really cares about his people and, and the goals that they're in. He's got a team of individuals that work for him in financial planning. Um, and for from an industry standpoint, you know, for more than three and a half decades, Mike has been a member of the top of the table, which consists of the top one-tenth of one percent of the world's financial service professionals. And he's served on the board of that organization evenly. Um, he's, he's an authority in the areas of financial, estate, and compensation planning. And he's also a renowned author and speaker and has spoken to groups in over 25 countries and 35 states. So, you know, at the end of the day, Mike is one of my mentors. Every time I get a chance to be around him, I'm learning, I'm taking notes, I'm, I'm understanding more about the industries that I serve and the people that I serve. And and shoot, as I continue to grow my own speaking business and, and expand the opportunities to pour into people about these concepts of mindset and mindset development as it relates to execution, he's a guy I look to to see how to do that even better. Um, he served on different boards, including Bowling Green's um, University, where he graduated, um, Lou Holtz Upper Ohio Valley Hall of Fame, which is where we first inter- intersected. And and he's just a philanthropist at heart. He's committed to community service. He serves as the Fiesta Bowl board of on the Fiesta Bowl board of directors, um, the Culver Academy's board of directors, which is a private school here in Indiana, um, where actually Notre Dame football goes down and does our fall camp. Just just an amazing guy. I mean, at Bowling Green State. University. He's a he's served on the Falcons Club, which is their boosters board, um, and he's on several board of trustees. So, I mean, I could go on and on. Just go to WilcoxFinancial.com. It's it's just breathtaking what he's done and what he's served and what he's given over these years. But what I'm most excited about today is that we're really going to dive into Mike. What has been your mindset for execution? Hey, Mike, what has been all the people that you've served over the years? What have you seen about them that is intrigued you that makes you know yes this person is a champion right knows how to show up and deliver their best when it matters most all right ladies and gentlemen without further ado i am humbled honored and Pleasure to introduce you to Mike Wilcox. Mike, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Amber. It's a, it's a pleasure to join you. 
So Mike and I have met many, many years ago, and I just want to tell this quick story because Mike, I don't know, I don't know if you remember this, but the first time I met you was actually at Coach Holtz's Hall of Fame event, and Coach Kelly had just gotten the job at Notre Dame. I had just graduated right. from Notre Dame, and you guys are there sitting at the head table, and I just thought to myself, well, there's no better time than now to introduce myself to Coach Kelly and to what appeared to be his agent at the time, agent, and you know, and so I walked up and I introduced myself to you guys, and you gave me your business card and just could not have been nicer and more open to be be a connection, be a resource, uh, be a friend. And so first of all, I, I wanted to one, see if you remember that moment and two, say thank you, uh, because it was just impressive the type of person that, that you were in that moment before I had the opportunity to really get to know you. I, I wasn't sure where you were going, so I just hope you'd keep the story clean. Uh, but I do remember that. And, uh, and having coached there and at the Lou Holtz uh, Ohio Valley Hall of Fame, and and you know, like like Coach Kelly, Coach Holtz has touched so many people and continues to do with their, both of them do with their philanthropic planning, and and uh, especially for that people in that part of the world and the teachers and students that we support over there. So that was I, I do remember that night, and it's kind of fun as they say to get the band back together. Yeah, it was. It's awesome. Every time that that group gets together, it's a group of incredible individuals who just have a heart to give back. So, you know, and that's that's what I love and respect most about you, right? You surround yourself with amazing people and you treat good people well, <laughs> regardless of where they're at in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, Mike, why don't you just back us up a little bit? Give us a little bit about your journey um, to where you are today and then maybe just share with our listeners more about your, your role in, in your organization. Sure. Well, I've had an interesting journey, you know. I, I, you know, I was reminded of the quote, you know, the, the road to success is always under construction, and I think that would probably epitomize my journey. Grew up in the East, uh, oldest of five, parents divorced, uh, lost everything in a divorce. Father left us, went bankrupt, and and hit the. But had a very strong mother who who believed in values. She went to work teaching again with five kids and you know ultimately you know um you know you, you know when you're sleeping on the floor it's hard to fall out of bed right and uh ultimately we we got an opportunity to to uh to go on and 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 my main sports uh, football hockey and lacrosse but was able to to uh, spend a year at a great great prep school down in New Jersey, the Petty School, which changed my life with leaders and mentors that continue to change my life. And uh, and then I thought I'd be going back to Ithaca, New York, where I grew up, uh, Cornell country, and at the last minute it didn't work out, and the, 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 the door opened at uh, that closed. The other door opened to Bowling Green and came to Bowling Green uh, on a hockey and lacrosse scholarship, played two years of uh, of hockey, four years of lacrosse, and we had great teams and great coaching, and just a wonderful experience as a student athlete. I was fortunate enough to be, become a three-time All-American at, at Bowling Green, and and uh, student trustee, president of the Interfraternity Council, and a lot of leadership positions. Had a wonderful experience. Went on from there to uh, I met my wife Jan there, you know, uh, and. Uh, she she thought about me for five or six years and finally said yes and uh, we'll be <laughs> celebrating our 41st here this this spring which is uh, which is a great story 
and stayed involved with Bowling Green, went on to become chairman of the board of trustees and uh, on the board for 10 years. And so I've had a lot to pay back to my alma mater and what they did for, for giving me a, the opportunity that they did. So it's uh, I had to turn down about 21 corporate offers right out of college, corporate marketing finance and uh, going to business uh, with a trustee and was with him two or three years and that was many, many moons ago before you were born. And uh, back at that time, you know, the, there was no wealth management or financial planning. And I had a crazy idea that what if we could kind of put the pieces together and offer people consulting to create, you know, uh, financial uh, blueprints, you know, for themselves and their families. And we had a great company here in, in, in Toledo by that concept, Owens Corning, and we got going on it. And so we, we were... You know, uh, we were early in the in the in the wealth management uh, concept of wealth management and development of it, and uh, you know, to a certain extent, right place, right time, uh, and operation, uh, meeting opportunity. It, it, just, it just catapulted us into an incredible business, Wilcox Financial, um, that we started in '82, and then around about 2000, you know, I was, I was on the board at Bowling Green and. In a football search, and Coach Holtz, I called Coach Holtz, and he highly recommended some guy I'd never heard of by the name of Urban Meyer, and we hired Urban and, and got to know Urban and helped him go to Utah and then on to Florida, and, you know, we, we kind of looked at this, and we said maybe maybe we can use some of our knowledge and, and training and experience and results and really, really kind of, uh, you know, you know put that into the athletic place and today they're eight nine years later about 415 football coaches basketball coaches athletic directors uh, conference commissioners uh, university presidents and and broadcasters in our wilcox sports management uh, uh, side and then on our core business wilcox financial we have about 4500 high net worth uh, individuals family business and Fortune 500 companies. So a diversified uh, practice with diversified people and just uh, we have a wonderful clientele. And, uh, you know, just like you, you you learn more from your clients than you ever learn from any, anyone else, really the experiences you go through with them. And so it's we're very proud of what we've done, but, but we, we, we work very hard at it. And, uh, you know, I think we're changing lives one by one with, with our council and, and our planning and and um, you know at the same time I'll say you can't help people who don't listen and uh, <laughs> so the people who do listen uh, I think we can do a lot of good for and the people who don't listen maybe they'll come around and and there's some that uh, never will so um, you can't boil the ocean you know um, and so we focus on the people that listen and want to get ahead and and do great things for them. That's awesome. Wow, there's so much in that. So I want to I wanna break apart that entire story a little bit. And again, in season five, we're really talking about mindset for execution, right? How do we build mindsets or patterned ways of thinking that help us show up to execute and deliver our best when it matters most? And so throughout that really abbreviated story of what is your amazing life, there's so many pieces in there that I just want to pull out. And I want to ask you, like, what do you feel... Sure. 
was the mindset that made you successful for that piece of your journey? And the first is adversity, right? All the adversity that you faced as a as a child. What was the mindset or the patterned way of thinking that you that you feel like helped you navigate that well? Well, I, I Amber, I always. Have- that's a very good question, and um, um, you know, you, no one can can thrive before they survive. And so, you know, going through a, a pretty traumatic hood um, and not having a father around, um, I was really blessed by coaches and teachers and faculty members and other dads. And, um, you know, that was part of that adversity has helped me personally and personally, you know, I want to be the best person I can be, best advisor I can, you know, I want to be the, I always wanted to be the best dad and the best, best husband that I, cause, cause I, I, I didn't have some of that. Yeah. And when you go through adversity, you, you can feel sorry for yourself and you can, you know, you can cry and moan about it, or you can do something about it. So I, I think, I think adversity for me was always a huge motivator. And even going back to when I high school lacrosse or junior high school lacrosse told me that I'd never make it in the sport. And uh, and as I came off the field at the at the college all star game, the longest lacrosse game in the history of modern day lacrosse, seven overtimes, and in my hometown at Cornell and. Uh, he was one of the first guys to congratulate me and say how wrong he was about about what he thought I could achieve. So, so you know, it, it, adversity creates things, and there's no one more blessed than me, no one more luckier than me. And at the same time, you know, it it's a um, it, it's a grind, and you you always have to be prepared. You got to lead by example. You can't lead from behind. We see too much of that in this country today, and uh, and so I think I think the, the the tough times for me and and getting through them and and becoming a better person and and uh, you know uh, if, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Yeah, absolutely. So then I was going to ask you about your sporting career, but I think you answered that within there is, you know, perseverance, relentless pursuit of what it is that you're after, regardless of what people talk about, you know, and say about you. It was uh, in, in season two, it, we um, the season was entitled um, Mindset Monday, and we talked about different mindsets and way champions think about things. And one of them was criticism from the critics, right? And, uh, and, yeah. and champions lean into that, you know, they say, okay, well, watch this, you know, that's their mindset around that um you know you went you went out so so adversity is a childhood then sport what about what about relationships um 40 41 years with amazing jan who is literally ladies and gentlemen one of the most beautiful spirits i've ever met i love every time i get to be in her presence um what what makes great relationships and not only with your wife but all of your clients like what's your mindset around relationships and, and that relationship management side well, I, I think I think there's a couple things. You know, one's the the promise. I've always believed that you got to promise a lot and you got to deliver more. You've got to exceed expectation because in our business, whether we're dealing with a coach or whether we're dealing with a CEO or whether we're dealing with a billionaire, uh, you know, it, it it's the expectations and 
and we talk about expectations of performance and service and relationship. And uh, I think building those relationships critical today. I think it's. I think the world is changing so. You never hear that enough anymore about the about the importance of relationships. So, and you know, a lot of the clients that we take care of, you know, uh, some some good clients become good friends. Some good friends become good clients. But but I've always held myself to a high standard that if I'm going to deal with a client uh, or a friend that becomes a client, then I just have to deliver a a better mousetrap, a better service, a better consulting, a better product, a better plan. I just have to just, just, it just has to be exceedingly better than anyone else will, will create or deliver. And that takes work ethic. Yeah, man. I just want to pause on that for a minute. I love what you said. Promise a lot, deliver more. I feel like in today's society, like we shy away from that. It's like over prom or under promise, over deliver. It's like, no, you're saying now I'm going to promise a lot and then I'm going to even do more than that. I mean, that gets me jacked up just hearing you say it. Well, it is because today we, we, you know, really in the financial services business, people over promise, they under deliver, and then you overcharge <laughs> for their under delivery. Now, it's not sustainable. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's why two of every three clients, uh, you know, come to us for a fix. Okay. And, and we find that people are delivering or they're not telling people they're under delivering. They don't disclose fees appropriately, okay, and then the client buys out about it, and then, you know, they come into our stable at that point. But we're very honest about all that. We don't, there's nothing negative, you know, I've never seen a statue of a critic, okay, and there's a a lot of critics out there, you know, and um, so we're not critical, but we're, when we, when we do the deep dive analysis for people and say, you know, you asked us for a second opinion, but here it is. And by the way, these are the analytics. This is, you know, we're kind of like financial physicians, right? you know, that make the diagnosis. Then does the patient want to undergo the procedure, um, have the surgery, uh, take the medicine, um, and just like anything, there's no easy fixes. You know, things get things go sideways over time. They don't turn around overnight. And uh, so I think of, you know, you back to the relationship again. And if people have confidence in you and believe in you. And and the other thing is, I just can't overstress in any business, whether it's you as a consultant or whether it's Ben Radigan or as an orthopedic surgeon. Right? I mean, people talk to people. Okay, there's Lots of different ways to communicate today, and people check you out in advance. I was on a call with a with a high net worth client in Cincinnati yesterday, and, and he's got a big time lawyer. I I had checked him, and he had checked me out, and he was so complimentary of. He said, "I checked you out through a number of people, and you really check out good. I look forward to working with you." And so that bond, you know, uh, just by doing good work and having a reputation and and. People know that. They know if you're a con. They know if you're shortcutting. They know if you're not treating them right. So it's it's 
it's really important we take care of people and we take care of business we families we're just gonna say come into the Wilcox Corral, you know, we're going to always take care of them for a lifetime. You're, you're stuck with us. You know? so. I love it. I love it. The other um, the other yes. couple things I heard in your story is opportunity, right? Being able to see opportunity and then seize opportunity. What's your mindset around that component? Because that sounds like it's been, I mean, that's been a critical part in your story and you being where you're at today. So how do you think about that? There's so much opportunity out there amber there's you know but i think i think people see different things through different filters you know and if people are going through negativity or a non-positive attitude or or not looking for the best in people um you know um it's incredible to me just had in the last 90 days four relationships that, that these relationships started or or communication started to be in a relation on these four between four and six years ago, and and you know the, we we continued talking over time and and you know it for whatever reason it wasn't right for the for the these four people to switch or over to a uh, over time and patience and. Just, with it and sticking with that they they thought through it and these are four new relationships that are with wonderful people wonderful businesses uh, one of them is a coach a very well coach but uh, you know I, I think patience you know I'm not that's not one of my stronger suits but uh, I think the I think the in an athletic you know jargon is to, to fight through the block fight through the difficulty and get to the other side and be able to, uh, to to convince people that should be looking at things differently or getting a second opinion and and because you only got one shot to do it in life, you know, for your family, for your players or for your employees, if you're a CEO, you got to get it right and um, the clock's ticking. So I, I just think, you know, I've always been unfiltered and I've always looked for the, for the, for the positive way and uh, uh, to, to get to the other side of the relationship sustainable and productive. I love it. Something else that struck me in, in you sharing about your journey and your work and, and how you capitalize on that opportunity was through innovation, right? Doing things differently, being courageous enough to, to change the game. How, how have you thought yeah. about that over the course of your career um, and, the, and, and your work? Well, we've, you know, we've, we've had, and I will say when I came to Toledo, I had four problems. I never before. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything. I didn't have any money. Other than that, it was easy. And, and, uh, you know, and I probably in the first year or two years, you know, you know, was on the, laying down on the mat a hundred times, got up a hundred times. And I think that, that. The, the ability to get through those tough times and and stick to it and and then and then the 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 having the courage to try and to innovate to to reinvent I guess is the word that I've used a lot to reinvent new markets to reinvent and and and, and 
and to planning as opposed to product uh, to reinvent and form the sports company. Who, who would have thought that 18 years later we'd be representing over 400 people just in our sports division and we're adding to a week just because of referrals. And that's the big thing in any personal service business. You know, if, if, if you do, if you do great work, if you do great work, like we, someone might tell a friend, if you do really bad work, they might tell 10. (laughs) Right. Okay. And, and so, our business is 100% referral, and so, and we expect referrals. That that's not a big surprise to us. We expect we don't have to ask for them, but we expect that people gonna gonna communicate. We prove our metal and what we can do. And and I think the the delivery of that is a lot around. We talked earlier, but we didn't. I didn't drill, and that's communication. You know, I mean, never in the history of the world have there been more and different ways to communicate. Okay, never. Okay, whether it's phone, whether it's like we're doing now, whether it's text, whether it's fax, whether it's email, whether it's whatever. And and it's really a cursor to, to our practices here. And if you communicate or if you can't learn to communicate better every day, um, you know, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be here. You're not gonna, you know. We don't have a JV team here. Okay, we have a varsity team. Period. So there's no grunts, and we develop our people over time. Wonderful deliveries of counsel that people need, and so I think really the communication, the follow up, the, you know, and it, you know, communication revolves around caring. You know, pe- people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. You, you can't fake caring. You either care about people and you're going to deliver or you don't. Okay. And, and I think, so I just think that communication is really a, a huge here uh, at our enterprises and, and really, you know, care of people. And we, we want people after they engage with us to come back and say, and they, people say it all the time. God, I wish I knew about you 10 years ago. And I said, well, we weren't that 10 years ago. We're smarter now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I just think, and when people are happy and they're getting service and they're getting better results and they're getting, we've heard their fees, not increased their fees, then they are going to tell people. And, you know, that that's the referral is, is really referrals are our compensation. We can't spend them. But we leverage that and bring in new people and take care of more people, and and it that helps us complete our food chain. Really, I love that. It really what you said there about communication revolves around caring. You can't fake caring. We one of our core values at Lippert Components, um, where I have the fortune of serving as the director of people performance, um, is caring about people. And so in our trainings last week, I shared a video from John Harbaugh, and he's talking about servant leadership. And he said, "And here's the thing about caring about people." You like actually have to care, <laughs> and uh, and it's so simple but so true because uh, you can't fake that. You know, uh, you know that the old saying that you know, and I was an epitome of it. You know, you you got to fake it to make it. You know, uh, you know maybe you fake it to you make it initially, but you're right. You can't you can't fake caring. People are too smart, and they're going to weed that out 
and uh, you know, and it's just you know, I mean, if if someone's going to try to fake caring, that's not the person you want to be associated with, anyhow. So. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, fake it till you make it. It's really fake it till you become it, right? Because what what do we talk about all the time on this show, right, ladies and gentlemen? Our thoughts affect our emotions, which affect our physiological responses, and that's what drives our performance. And repeated thoughts build mindsets. And so if you're repeatedly thinking, I care about this person, I care about this person, even if you're faking it, your brain's firing those neurological symbol- signals, right? And you're building that yeah. mindset. And so I, I love it. It's fake it till you become it. Mike, before yep. we move into the mindset training that we always leave our listeners with, I'm curious, you know, you've had the fortune of working with high level performers across so many different domains. What have you noticed? What are some trends and patterns and themes that you've noticed in those individuals that have led to their sustainable success and that high level of execution um, in in the midst of pressure or stress or uh, high, you know, high intensity scenarios? Well, I, I think there's just similar traits in people like this. The, the one I would submit to you is that, is that those people and those are the people that I want as clients because those are the people I can do the best job for because not much we're going to disagree on, right? And and I think the biggest attribute that I think of when I think about those people is people are winners, not whiners. <laughs> They're truly winners. And, and you know, I mean, uh, you know, if, if, if the you – know, if the obstacle is in the road, they're going to go through it. They're going to go over it. They're going to go around it, but they're not putting it in reverse, you know. Uh, so I, I think, you know, those people are winners. They have the discipline. They're workers. And the other thing with those people, Amber, and I preach this a lot, is that, you know, they don't have rearview mirrors on their cars or, or in their life, okay. They've knocked the rearview mirrors off of their infrastructure and their practice and their personal life and they just look ahead and they they something unforeseen happens they deal with it you know and you know, uh, look at coach kelly i'm his great saying that we patented for him years ago next man in right yep and you know i mean one goes down you know you get the next man in and the next woman in and, and you got to be prepared and again, that's another trait is, is preparation. And, uh, you know, <laughs> even my, my daughter who works for I am, Learfield IMG Sports and, you know, she knows she's meeting a lot of people that I take care of and know. And, you know, and, you know, I'll, I'll say, boy, your dad, he's, he's, he, he's always prepared. And, and Sarah, I'm not, well, well, that's my dad. He was born. And also <laughs> that's the rationale, but. You know, I talk to, to people, our people here a lot about the game before the game. You know, what's your game before the game, before you have an appointment, before you have a meeting, before you have dinner with a client, before what is, what are you thinking about? Are you prepared? Uh, are you doing that prep work in the game before the game? And, and that's just that constant, you know, the constant lessons that I've learned from athletics. And that's the reason why we hire a lot of ex-athletes here. Okay, because they've they've gotten knocked down, they've gotten back up. They're they're winners, but they've also you know you know I remember a lot more about the the crushing defeats sometimes than the championships that I won. So you've got to learn from both. Uh, 
but you, you got to move on and you can't let the little thing get to you. Too many people are in the minors and they just, they let little things all the time. And it just, I think the, the winners in life just, they continue to cruise through, get through the blocks, get to the other side and get in the end zone. And, and if you get in the end zone, everybody wins. You know, you win, your client wins, their families win, their employees win, everybody wins. That's that's the type of delivery that we want to provide to our clients. Oh, I was taking copious notes, Mike. Um, I hope y'all were as well because I just wrote down those bullets. I'll put them in the episode notes for, for everybody. Um, but I love that and something that I'm going to take into my own personal reflection this evening um, and really just think through where am I on all of those things? Winners, not whiners, having discipline, being a worker, preparation, no rearview mirrors, deal with it and move forward. What's the game before the game? Prepare for that and execute. Learning from failure, get in the end zone regardless and don't play in the minors like don't spend time energy and attention in the minors life's too short the game is actually too big and so many people get caught in that minor league system literally and figuratively be because of that and so that that that's that list is going to stick with me so thank you for sharing that mike well i'll give you one more the difference between um uh, plagiarism and research what's that plagiarism is stealing an idea from a person, and that's that's illegal or at least unethical. But research is stealing a lot of ideas from a lot of different people, putting them into your own. So <laughs> that is you know, true. I would encourage. I would encourage. You know, there's not a lot of original ideas in life, and you know, I've just been blessed to be around. So many winners as opposed to whiners and clients that have taught me more uh, over the years um, uh, by working with them. And and so I, I just would encourage people to continue that research and meet people and pick brains and listen to people's approach. And, you know, there's no one size fits all. And then blend that in through your own research into who you are and how effective you want to be and what kind of a leader you want to be and how you can help people and enhance people's lives because it's been a real value added in my life. I love that. So what what's your championship mindset training for everybody? So everybody that's listening, what's something that they can be doing um, throughout the course of this re- week to really build their mindset for execution? Uh, I, I think you've got to, I, I think yeah, I have to anyhow, constantly reaffirm with myself my mission and what is my mission and my mission is to help our clients and 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 soon to be clients and maybe strangers that aren't clients but to help help themselves and to ultimately have financial freedom take care of their families do the right things uh, uh, because, you know, life is not a cupcake for everybody. And, you know, um, people do have well, bad days, you know. You don't believe that, then just you know, uh, see if you can read a newspaper that doesn't have an obituary column, right? So <laughs> right. so we try to prepare people for life. And I just, I, I just think that the stories of the people we've helped and the thank you notes I have a, when you're in the office sometime, I'll share with you one whole file drawer of, thank you notes from clients and 
clients, kids, and business associates thanking us for what we've done that their business wouldn't have continued or their they could have bankrupt or and 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 so what we really do is important for people. So and I, I just try to remember my every day of how important that is and I have to do the right thing and I have to have my mind trained in, in a positive attitude. So when I come in, I hit the deck. I've got 40 or 50 people here that are going to, you know, the fish rots from the head, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, if I come in, I've got a lousy attitude or just had something uh, uh, bad happen, then, you know, it, it's, you know, you got to shake it off and move on. You know, you you fumble the ball, you, you turn the ball, you, you, you got to, you, know, you got to move on, get it back, and let's do something positive. So, so I just think that constant positive mental attitude that, that empowers me and empowers me to be positive around other people and uh, and do good things not only in your own business or in your own sphere, but in the community. You know, and and be and have that said about you know Coach Arbaugh, you know, terrific guy, and, and uh, have that servant leadership and know that you know there's there's so much you can do for other people. And um, so it's that's just something I think about every day. Mike, that is awesome. Wow, what a, what a powerful episode. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate you taking the time and, as always, being your amazingly generous self um, and just sharing your time and your wisdom and your insights with myself and all of our listeners from around the world. So thank you for being with us today. Uh, Thank you for having me, Amber, and keep keep doing, keep up, and keep doing it with what you're doing because you're you're changing, and it uh, it makes a difference. So keep it up. Thank you, sir. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This has been your host, Dr. Amber Selking, with our incredible guest, Mike Wilcox of Wilcox Financial. Um, Please check us out on all the social media platforms. We are accessible uh, on Instagram at Selking Performance, on Facebook at Selking Performance Group, and on Twitter at Champ Mindsets. We would love to hear your feedback as well, so you can jump over to iTunes and rate and review us. It's really helpful for the financial sponsors that we have to just show them the impact that this is having. Um, around the world and, and touching lives. I mean, I love to hear the stories that y'all are sharing with me on the takeaways and, and how you're applying them. So please feel free to continue sharing those. You can email me directly, amber at selkingperformance.com. And if there's anything that we can do, our performance coaches to come alongside of you or anybody in your team or organization, we would love to do that. Um, or keynotes uh, that can, can serve your team and help, again, shift that mindset to really understand how you show up every day. Like Mike mentioned, determines not only the day that you're going to have but the day that those around you are going to have and again that's in our control because how we think is is our responsibility so thank you again for being with us Uh, it's been a pleasure being with you and as always from the locker room to the boardroom i just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset